Hi, I'm Joe Feeks, editor of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Greg Rainier. He is president of Rainier Associates in Columbia, Missouri. Greg, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Now, people ask me what sometimes, what does Greg Rainier do? And I always say he's he's a trend watcher. Is that accurate? Yeah. I collect information about poultry health programs. I massage it. I put it together. I share it with uh, allied suppliers, also the integrators who participate in it. So it's uh, looking at trends uh, in the market, uh, the primarily being the big poultry health markets, being you know drug feed additives like coccidiostats, antibiotics, of course this whole growing in-feed nutritional category, vaccines. So I'm the person who kind of keeps track of the, the big numbers in the industry. You're also having to look at more subcategories now because we're, we used to have just conventional poultry production where everybody was using medications and vaccines and so forth. It's not the case anymore, is it? No, actually, I've told this story a couple times the uh, last few days. Uh, about eight, nine, ten years ago, I started getting really worried that my data was getting too stale. Nothing was changing. You know, people had the same vaccination programs, the same coccidial programs. But then eight, ten years ago, you know, some of the coccidia stats uh, lost some of their efficacy. Three nitro was removed five years ago, which had a big impact. New vaccines hit the market. So, yeah, it is a, it is a big responsibility, but you, know, you just got to keep up with it, with the trends. And there's a lot going on in poultry nowadays. There is. One of them being the in-feed nutritionals and the, the rate at which that's starting to take off. Well, let's come back to that. Um, let's start with the uh, antibiotic-free movement. Maybe a year or two ago, it seemed like maybe this would be a simple conversation. There's antibiotic-free, and then there are those who are using medications, but it's not that simple. We've got like a three or four-tier market now, don't we, with people that are either using them, not using them, or maybe only using certain yeah, and it's whether, you know, as you know, the, the antibiotics are classified differently. Some of them require a VFD, some don't, some are considered human, some aren't. Um, even the, the coccidia stats, you know, people are starting to look at ionophores as antibiotic-like, and putting some people are putting those into that category. So, yeah, you're right. Uh, uh, the market's really getting fragmented. A lot of it, I think, is being driven by the, the eventual customers and their sort of programs of what they're comfortable telling their customers who would be the basic cons consumer. Now, I think it could be argued that while antibiotic-free is certainly exciting, it could be could well be the most polarizing is issue in the industry right now. Yeah, uh, but it's becoming more and more accepted. I think the industry, you know, for a long time, I was, I've been asked last 10 or 15 years, when when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? And it's like, you know, it's a crystal ball. I could, you know, it's going to happen, but you just don't know when. And I think the last year or two, especially last year, it is happening. No one questions that anymore. Let's talk about the growth. Um, I, I know you, you shared some numbers with me uh, with Poultry Health Today earlier showing that the no antibiotics ever category went from like maybe 4% of the market back in 2013 to 12% right. in 2015. Now that that's a huge increase right there, but it's just the tip of the iceberg, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's it's definitely growing, and like you said, it's uh, whether it's ABF or NAE, it's just hard to hard to kind of classify. I know you don't have your 2016 figures together yet. 
but just based on your own gut feelings, analysis, right. conversations with people, what do you anticipate we'll, we'll see for 2016 in terms of antibiotic uh, You're going to see a, a marked change in 2016. Um, again, it's based on my gut, and uh, sometimes that gut is wrong, and you know that's one reason I put numbers together and project them and bounce them off other people. But based on conversations I've had here, and conversations I've had recently, because I'm right now collecting my 2016 data, uh, I've seen a market change that a lot of people are going ABF, NAE programs. And it's hard to say right now whether ABF or NAE, I've got to go back and, you know, like I said, look at the numbers. But you're seeing people moving towards those programs who aren't marketing the birds that way. And a lot of them have just told me they just don't want to have the conversation anymore. That with their with their customers, you know, their customer comes in and says, okay, are you using antibiotics? And it's just so much easier to say, no, end of story. And then you move on to the next set of criteria you need to discuss with them. Now, don't get me wrong, there is still a, a good segment of the market that is using what we call full spectrum uh, programs, you know, using all available products to them. Uh, but there is, I was just amazed at the number of people who are moving into these antibiotic-free or NAE. It's hard to classify, as you know, it's, you know, what is the terminology? And there's a lot of different nuances to that. But I've seen it grow quite a bit. And I know you're not in the business of guessing, but knowing that the market was about 12% of poultry production in 2015, what would you anticipate I'd, over the next year or two, I'll give you a range. I'd say double easy. Yeah, for the NAEs. Yes. yes. Now, what's the future for those that are in between? You have, uh, you know, McDonald's, when they came out with their statement, they said, well, ionophores are antibiotics, but they're okay. Uh, so it's kind of a reduced use program. Uh, some, of course, have made a decision to just. Uh, not have any medically important antibiotics used at all. Um, where do you think those those categories in the middle are going to go? Uh, I think they're going to go more towards the NAE. Yeah. But the problem is, in this industry, there's only a certain number of products you can use for the major diseases, the biggest one being coccidiosis. So it's very hard for a producer to get away from ionophores over the long haul. So they may be able to get away from them for three quarters of the year, or maybe a whole year or a year or two, but eventually you're gonna have, I think they have to come back to those at some point in time. So if they're not using antibiotics, Greg, what are you seeing in, in your analysis of the markets? What, what's replacing them, if anything? Well, on the coccidiostat side, or coccidiosis control, you see a more vaccine usage. You see in more usage of chemical coccidiostat programs, not ionophores, but the chemicals. And then I've seen a plethora of what I call in-feed nutritionals, prebiotics, probiotics or direct-fed microbials, organic acids. You can almost put enzymes somewhat into that category, but I've been seeing a lot of people supplementing with these other nutritionals. And often, not just one nutritional, but multiple nutritionals. It's an exciting time to be in the industry. It is an exciting time. Um, I didn't even track nutritionals two or three years ago, but just based on the explosion and you know the, my customer base and how they were used and the sort of things 
I can collect uh, using the system I use, it was a natural progression to move into them. Now, one thing we have in 2017 that we haven't had previously, at least in the poultry market, is the veterinary feed directive, which right. of course requires veterinarians to fill out a VFD form on any medication that is considered medically important to humans. What do you think will be the impact there? I think, if anything, it's going to drive some of those product usages down. Because I think, again, there's just a, a segment of the industry that just prefers not to get involved with the VFDs. Uh, they prefer to just avoid that issue altogether and switch to alternative products. Uh, but then you have a section of the market that you know will continue using those and have the proper systems in place to do so. Now, we've seen the growth in the antibiotic-free market at a time when corn and soybean prices were at reasonable levels, uh, if not low levels. What happens in the next drought if beans go to 15 bucks, corn goes to 8 bucks? Well, there's not only that, but you got production as well. Um, yeah. Poultry production's uh, anticipated to grow or expand over the next year. Yeah. So both of those impact profits from different ways. Yeah. It will be, uh, I think, a much tougher market for the in-feed nutritionals when that happens because I think there's less scrutinization of the, the cost of those right now. And a lot of people are in a trial and error mode right now. Let's try, let's see if we can find combinations of these products that'll work well for us. Uh, but I think when the, when the price goes up, those, those feed costs get scrutinized tremendously. Uh, feed represents about 67% of the cost of raising a bird. And, when, and we're, we're at a fairly low feed prices right now. And it always happens when feed prices go back up, people start scrutinizing what's in the feed much closer. What's the forecast for vaccines? Uh, vaccines have been hanging around 25% of the uh, birds the last couple of years, so one in four on a vaccine. It's hard to say until I run the numbers. For coccidiosis, yeah. I'm okay. sorry. I'm guessing that could be up to 30 to 35% in 2016, but again, I need to run the numbers. Do you think uh, producers will be putting more emphasis on other types of vaccines as a way of just optimizing health so that maybe they're less dependent on antibiotics. Yes, but I think more in just terms of biosecurity, cleanliness. There's been a real change in the last four or five years with, you know, protocols on disinfecting and keeping hatcheries clean and keeping people out of farms. And when you go on farm, you know, washing trucks in and out, uh, biosecurity programs, pesticide programs, they've all been geared towards keeping the, the exposure of the bird to a minimum. We've been talking to Greg Renier of Renier Associates, a veteran trend watcher of the poultry industry. Greg, thank you so much for all your time. Well, thank you. Appreciate it.